Ever feel like you're doing this teaching thing alone? You don't have to be. Share Teaching is all about sharing the workload through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Together, we'll walk through all the difficult parts of teaching and learn how to streamline our processes, fine-tune our time management, and develop a more manageable workload. If that sounds like a dream come true to you, then welcome to the Shared Teaching Podcast. Let's share in the teaching to make those dreams a reality. Now here's today's Shared Teaching. Hello and welcome back to the Shared Teaching Podcast. I'm your host and founder behind Shared Teaching. My name is Susan and I'm so glad you decided to come and take a listen to our podcast. If you like what you hear, please don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so more listeners just like you can find this amazing resource for teachers. Okay, so today is episode 69 and we are talking about eight Earth Day activities you can use in your classroom. And I've picked activities that have little to no prep. So if you're not sure, Earth Day started in 1970 and it's celebrated on April 22nd, the same day every year, and over 190 countries celebrate it, which I think's amazing. It was always one of my favorite holidays when I was little. Something about caring and helping the earth just really speaks to me. So it's a fun day. And a great way you can inject some fun projects into your lessons, but also raise awareness with your students about the importance for caring for our earth. So the first activity I found is to make seed balls or seed bombs. Now, I found a great tutorial through HGTV, which will be linked to this podcast episode show notes. So go ahead and take a look at that later when you're not driving. (laughs) If you are listening to this when you drive a car... I will always have a blog post that lists out everything I talk about on my episodes, and also you can look at the show notes for the same information as well. Okay, so for seed balls, they're quite simple to make. You just need paper, some wildflower seeds, and some water. And you can use those decorative ice cube silicone trays to mold your seed balls. You could just have kids roll them up. I mean, they all They are called seed balls, and then you're going to send them home with them once they're dry. Okay, so the second activity is to teach teach about saving the polar bear. This is one I'm definitely going to be using in my classroom this year, and it comes from Molly of Firsty Land. Molly asked her students to brainstorm how to save the polar bears, and I love the focus of making it a little bit more relatable for the students by aligning the lesson with things they can do. So pick an animal maybe, it doesn't have to be polar bears, just what animal would be affected by if we don't help the earth. And then you can talk about that cause and effect method using a nice anchor chart, and it's sure to make a great impact on your animal lovers in the class. Now Molly takes this a step forward by conducting a science experiment that shows how the ice is melting and the polar bears are losing their home. And you can read all about the different activities Molly does for this in her Earth Day activities for first grade kids on her blog, Firstyland. And again, that will be linked in the show notes. The third activity 
is to have a recycled Earth Day art project. So this one is super simple, and it was from a French blogger, or a blogger, I guess, that teaches French, (laughs) Uh, Mademoiselle Marissa, I'm hoping. (laughs) I don't speak French, so I'm just going to take a wild guess. And she uses magazines to tear out different colors that represent the earth and have her kids do an adorable Earth Day art project. And then she takes it a step further by having them write haikus. So I chose the next activity, Earth Day Pledge, to go along with this. And of course, a post about Earth Day activities is not going to be complete without bringing up students making an Earth Day pledge. You're going to ask the students to brainstorm things that they can do, and then they're going to write about this thing that they can do that's going to help the Earth, and it would be a great addition to the recycled Earth craft I just talked about. The Core Coaches has a free writing paper that you can use that is super cute and adorable as well. And again, it will be linked in the show notes. Do you see a pattern here? (laughs) Okay, next up we have understanding the effects of ocean pollution. So teaching why Earth Day is so important is also a very helpful classroom activity, not only during Earth Day, but any time of the year. And Sam from Simple Everyday Mom has a very powerful activity that is sure to get your students thinking about the effects pollution has on our oceans. Sam's ocean activity needs to be done in several different steps, making it a great center for several days. So first, students will play with the animals in clean water. So you want to find some plastic ocean-themed animals and put them in a tub. So this is, think, sensory bins. Next, you're going to introduce some quote-unquote pollution in the form of coffee and oil. Then you're going to add even more pollution using coffee grounds and shredded plastic. You're going to give it all kind of a stir, and then you're going to want these kids to try to play with it now and just experience how it feels when the ocean is dirty. Students will then attempt to remove the oil with cotton balls, and then afterwards you're going to have them scrub the animals clean with a small amount of dish soap. Last, you're going to have students attempt to filter out the water, And you want to make sure, like Sam does, to have kind of a before and after sample of the water to show the difference in the cleanliness between unpolluted and the polluted water. And she has a great example of this on her blog, so make sure to check that out again in the show notes. And I recommend pairing this activity with images of the Great Garbage Patch, such as the ones from the World Wildlife Federation, WWF, They are very powerful, and pictures speak a thousand words, as we know. So that is a great thing to show your your students what it really looks like today in the real world, this garbage patch that's just floating out in our ocean. Okay, next up, we have learning about our carbon footprint. So when I first heard about this activity, I was excited because I haven't seen it before as a typical classroom Earth Day idea. Even as an adult, I'm a little embarrassed to say that I haven't paid much attention to my own carbon footprint. But Jen from Kitchen Counter Chronicles came up with the idea of helping her daughter create a poster about how she can reduce her carbon footprint. This classroom activity will need a little background as you explain that a carbon footprint is the amount of carbon dioxide we are producing in our daily lives. I would then do a class brainstorm of all the things that use fossil fuels. Using this list, students can then create a list of what can be done as an alternative. So you might want to do maybe a T-chart. So on the left is things that use fossil fuels. On the right are 
ways that we can find an alternative that does not use fossil fuels. So the class might have buying imported food on the list, and the alternative would be to shop local foods or even grow their own. Which brings me to the next idea, which is regrowing produce. So did you know there are over 12 vegetables you can regrow from their offcuts? Some fruits can also be regrown this way as well. So what better classroom activity to do for Earth Day than teaching students a sustainable way to regrow their own food? To get started, I recommend picking a few of the faster growing vegetables, such as green onions, carrots, beets, basil, and cilantro. These are all easy to regrow and students will see results fairly quickly. I also recommend splitting students into small groups and then each group can grow a different vegetable. This way you can, as a class, compare the growth process of each of the different types of vegetables, but then they're also learning from other students how to grow a different variety of vegetables, which can then be shared with their families. So rather than the whole class doing one type of vegetable, maybe you have three or four going on, and now the whole class can take knowledge of those four different types of vegetables to show their families how they can regrow them at home. So the Farmer's Almanac has very easy directions on their website. Again, you want to check the show notes for all the details of that. Last but not least, our eighth activity is making recycled paper. So I love the simple directions that I found from Craftaholic Witch, which does not include a blender. So bonus, I do not like lugging extra things to school. So if you are like me, then this one is also for you. To create the new paper, students are going to tear up old newspapers, magazines, or even worksheets into small scraps. And then you're going to soak the scraps in a large bowl of water for a few hours to a day or more. Different sources that I looked up how to make the recycled paper varied on this aspect. So what you're looking for is just that the water is soaked into the scraps and it's kind of like all blended into a mush. And this is going to form what they called a nice pulp. Now, if you're impatient, this is where you blend the scraps with water in a blender and then you're going to skip the weight. Otherwise, you just let it sit in the bowl of water, and when the pulp is ready, the students are going to scoop up some of it and place it onto a plastic net. I have found plastic canvas sheets to work nicely, so those look, if you're in crafting at all, they look like cross-stitch, the little square fabric, except it's plastic. You can find them in Michael's or Hobby Lobby, of course in the craft aisles, and they're fairly cheap, $1.30 or so for one sheet, I believe, is the going rate at the time of this podcast episode. You're going to place that scoop of pulp face down onto a non-sticky surface. So your pulp is on top of the plastic canvas sheet. You flip it over upside down and you put it on something where it's not going to stick. So think of maybe plastic wrap or something else similar. And then you're just going to leave it for a little bit. You're going to use maybe a piece of clothing or an old towel to Um, blot dry the pulp through the net backing. You can also use paper towels, but because we are working on Earth Day activities, I think using something that is reusable and sustainable, such as towels, is a much better use than the paper towels. Anyway, so then you're going to peel off the net and allow it to dry when it doesn't have a whole lot of moisture left in it, and then you're just going to reuse the net for the next student. 
Now, Craftaholic Witch has a great video tutorial that you can check out on YouTube, and it will also be linked again in the show notes or in this blog post, which you can find at sharedteaching.com forward slash earth dash day dash activities dash four dash the dash classroom. So Earth Day activities for the classroom with a dash in between each word. You can also go to shareteaching.com forward slash podcast. And if you're listening to this while it's current, it'll be one of the first episodes on top of that page. And that's an easier way to find it. So I hope you really enjoy these new Earth Day activities for the classroom. And one of these eight projects becomes one of your new favorites. So again, we had making seed balls, teaching about saving the polar bear, a recycled Earth Day art project using magazines, an Earth Day pledge, learning about the effects of ocean pollution, learning about our carbon footprint, regrowing produce, and making recycled paper. Thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for a new episode next week. Bye for now. If you've loved this show, then join me in sharing the teaching, hitting that subscribe button, and leaving us a review on iTunes so we can be found by more teachers like you who are ready to start sharing the workload. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Find new episodes each week on shareteaching.com. Thanks for listening to the Share Teaching Podcast.